right. Hi. What's up, everyone? Stella Chung here. Welcome to Snapping Podcast. Again, it is just me today because guess who was overloaded with work again and didn't have time to find a guest? It's me. It's your girl. But it's okay. We have a lot of gaming news to catch up on. And honestly, I've been so busy these last two weeks, which is why I have not been on podcasts. Uh, I went to TwitchCon, then I went to a friend's red carpet premiere for his documentary, which was very cool. Uh, so it was a lot of weekend trips. Oh, and then also, yeah, I did a little thing called a powerlifting competition, um, which was very fun. I lifted about 755 pounds total. So that was my end total, which was very cool. As a little life update, I guess. I uh, Now that I did do the powerlifting meet, I decided that I'm going to go on a mini cut, which if you're not familiar with these terms, uh, bulking is when you kind of just eat whatever you want or, you know, you can strategically, strategically eat proper things, but um, your purpose is to gain weight or mass. And then a cut is when you decide to cut back on those calories and you kind of limit the calories that you have so you can go on a more of a diet so that you lose some of that excessive mass that you had but you keep the strength and it's a little harder harder to balance all that because obviously you know the more you eat the more energy you have the more strength you have so um I decided to go on a mini cut because I want to lose five pounds because if I do then I qualify for all the weight requirements to compete in nationals which is kind of crazy so one of those things that I didn't think that I would consider but I think I am because I mean if I'm that close to it why not give it a shot right obviously I wouldn't be able to really qualify until next year because you have to be able to compete in uh, official sanctioned matches for that so that's something that you have to do you have to sign up you have to be part of the membership for USAA and then you find USAA specific powerlifting competitions and then you go to those and once you compete and hit the proper weight goals for lifting you get in and you're qualified so and then you can compete in nationals which is really cool and I think that'd be really cool to do I think it would be a proper challenge for me and I think it would be very fun to try and maintain. I know it's going to be kind of crazy because I travel a lot for gaming events that happen so much during the summer. So there's like a huge chunk of my time that is gone dedicated to traveling, dedicated to working these events. And then that's not even counting all of my bookings that happen outside of just IGN. So it, it would be crazy. But honestly, I think that's my next step because I really want to push myself. I really want to do something that I can be really proud of and say that I tried because... I'm really afraid to try a lot of things. It makes me feel very unhappy to fail things, but like it's totally normal to fail things, especially when it's your first time. I want to get over that fear. I want to try and work past that, make sure that I am okay with failing because I mean, listen, we're human. Shit's going to happen. Like you're going to fail. You're not going to be good at everything, right? But that's how you learn. So forcing myself to do that. And I think it'd be a fun challenge to try and do a mini cut while also maintaining strength, which is very very hard to do very hard so that's my current goal and kind of catching you up on what I'm going to be focusing on so if I do end up talking more about fitness things on this podcast just understand that is why because I want to push myself anyways so let's get to the gaming news enough about me I really wanted to point out that Fortnite had a huge week so they had OG Fortnite release and it was their latest season but they didn't do any big event or anything, which is interesting. I would have expected Fortnite to put on a huge event before the turnover for the next season. Which, by the way, this next season is going to be the end of this chapter. So if you're not aware, Fortnite does several chapters. So we're on chapter four. 
and season five right now. So once that ends, we're going to go into chapter five, season one. So that's kind of their way of getting past the incredible numbers. So they're not at like, you know, Fortnite season 100 or whatever, whenever they get to that point, you know, this is one way to combat that. And it looks really cool. They've been able to bring back a lot of different weapons, a lot of the old map from season Oh my God, what was it? Season four in chapter one. Not the OG OG map, but one of the very early maps you could play in Fortnite Battle Royale. That does mean that shopping carts, ATKs, the assault rifle, pump shotgun, and of course, shopping carts uh, again are back, which is very fun. And it keeps all of the modern movement tech as well. So sprinting and mantling are still here, which is great. So you can use a mix of that and the added traversal elements to this as well, which is really cool. And it's really interesting to see how many people have been playing. Uh, there were over 44.7 million players on launch day. And Fortnite actually posted that over 102 million hours of play happened at the day of launch, which is crazy. So I'm gonna say that people really like OG Fortnite coming back. I think people just really like the nostalgia of the original map having a lot of these different tools and weapons they haven't seen in a while. Also skins coming back with a little bit of a twist on them as well is really cool. So I'm really happy for Fortnite fans. I haven't been able to try it yet because I have had a really busy weekend. I actually just got a new tattoo, which we can talk about later because I don't want to keep talking about myself and I feel bad, but yeah, Fortnite seems to be really fun. Even some of my old friends are jumping into it who have never touched Fortnite or barely touched it. So I'm very happy to see it. I can't wait to jump in this week. There are so many games that I have to play. <laughs> I have not even started Spider-Man 2 because I just finished Baldur's Gate. And you wanna guess how many hours I have in that game? I'm, I'm gonna let you guess. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna let you take a guess. Okay, I have 181 hours in Baldur's Gate. Granted, I did start up another playthrough because I wanted to do Dark Urge, which is the quote unquote evil playthrough, but it is also considered to be the canon playthrough of Baldur's Gate. So I have been playing that and it is completely different. It feels very weird. I miss my original character, but it's really cool. And I love Baldur's Gate a lot. I have a Steam Deck now, so I've been playing it a lot in my free time, you know, laying in bed before I, eventually fall to sleep, but it's been really fun. But my next title that I wanna tackle is definitely Spider-Man 2, as far as single player games go. And then of course, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 comes out. But I also wanna get in some Fortnite time, which is very easy to do, right? You just jump into a few matches, you know, you load in, win or die, and then you just requeue and it kinda of goes back to that. Same with Apex. Apex also dropped their season around the same time. So here's the biggest issue I have with working on FPS games. All of the season updates happen back to back. And let me tell you the week that I have to cover all of the season updates for every FPS title that is also live service, I lose my mind. I am the busiest then, but it definitely pays off because I love when people come in and say, oh my God, like I love to break down. Like, I'm so glad we had this condensed version. So it makes me really happy, but let me tell you, I wish they would space these things out more because when a season drops, like when a season of Apex drops and then Fortnite also drops, people are gonna be, first of all, players are going to have their attention split, but also, oh my God, it's just so much work because you're like, wait, which battle pass do I get first? Which one do I start first? So please, FPS games, please stagger your season launches. <laughs> 
Oh, and right, Overwatch 2. Speaking of live service FPS games, Overwatch 2, they had their newest tank hero leaked on the Nintendo eShop, and then they launched the official Maoga origin story trailer and revealed the new tank as well at BlizzCon, which... I'm going to be real with you. I don't really care. I like Overwatch 2. I will play it. But I still think that the way that Blizzard has handled specifically Overwatch has been so greedy and so transparent in how they only care about making money off of that title. And it's really made me rethink how often I want to play Overwatch. So I've said this on several different podcasts and such before, but my opinion is that, yes, it is a free-to-play game, which is great. Anyone else, anyone can jump in and play, right? Same with Halo Infinite, same with Apex, same with Fortnite. You don't need to spend a dime. You really don't. But with Overwatch 2, the whole reason that they wanted to make a sequel was so that there could be the PvE element, which we do have. I will give them that. We have the PvE elements now, but it's not nearly the extent that we were supposed to get and it was locked behind a paywall and now what we're being given is more and more expensive cosmetic items that just yes you don't need to buy them you don't need to buy anything at all but it just kind of screams greed and it doesn't really leave a good taste in players mouths because you see it and you're like wait why are you doing this instead of helping us get the updates that we need for this game to help it be fun and have us play it for longer and longer? I know when the PvE situation came to light that the PvE mode was not going to be to the same extent that it had been promised consistently at, a lot of players quit. And when it launched on Steam, it was still the biggest mixed-reviewed game that had launched. And it makes sense. Like, if you look at the evidence, the community is very upset with how they've handled this game. They're very unhappy with how they feel disrespected because, again, with any game, without players, you don't have an audience. You don't have the game, especially for live service games. And listen, I understand that there are people that do buy the cosmetics, which is why Blizzard does price them up. So if you do want to make a stance, if you want to see Blizzard actually make a change, stop paying money stop giving them things in your wallet because that's how they look at that's how they look at things you I think players have to understand that in situations where it's very obvious that companies are being greedy they take in the metrics from your wallet not from what you're saying you can have a public outcry all you want but sometimes with big companies they don't care and as long as they're making money, it's it's going to continue staying that way. So I think I think that's a, my biggest piece of advice to the community and why I have not personally spent money on uh, games when I don't feel like they deserve my money from my wallet. <clears throat> because that is precious money to me and precious time for me to spend in your game. So if I choose to spend time in your game and it's free to play and I enjoy it, I will definitely support the developers because I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's a free to play game. You've given me the service and I think it deserves support. I will help. So 
that's one thing that I want to say about Overwatch. The new tank, it looks interesting, but I I don't genuinely, like, I genuinely don't find myself wanting to jump back in because of that. Uh, Ilari, the latest support hero, was very cool. I liked her a lot, but she released pretty broken, and I did not revisit. But in terms of live service games, I have actually really enjoyed Halo Infinite's uh, Season 5, which has been very fun. And also, I was extremely shocked that the Call of Duty Halloween event was really good. There were so many different things you could do. You could, you know, summon different demons. You could go fight different sorts of uh, Halloween-themed monsters throughout the DMZ and Battle Royale map, which was really cool. You could even sum- You could even do a summoning demon ritual and then fight the Butcher from Diablo in hell. In, in Battle Royale in DMZ, which is very cool. So I really liked that. And the free rewards that you could earn were actually pretty decent. Like, they made me want to play more. So huge kudos to them for putting together an incredible Halloween event that I actually really liked. The Apex one was kind of meh. I honestly saw it and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not going to play it. And I swear, if we get the same Winter Express train game mode for Apex for for, for the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I am going to be pretty upset because that's going to be like the fourth year that we've had it. And we really need some change ups, man. Like it's 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 getting old, you know, we, we need something fresh. So, um. <clears throat> Yeah, the Post Malone event will be really fun, though, because there's a new game mode in that that I actually really like and I think is going to be interesting. So basically, you're going to have three different tries to... So basically, you're going to have three different team lives. And if your team gets completely wiped, then you you lose one of those lives, right? But as long as one of your teammates is alive, you'll keep respawning and dropping down into um, the map, which is really cool. But if you do, if your entire team gets wiped, then obviously it's going to be an entire reset. So it's really cool. You get to up to three strikes, which is very interesting. And I genuinely like that mode. I think it's very fun and I feel like it needs to be a permanent mode, but we'll see. So I don't know, man. I love live service games. I think that they're very fun, especially since they are mostly FPS games, but they get exhausting to keep track of and try to make sure that you're caught up with everything and I mean yeah of course you don't need to do the battle pass but sometimes if you've been playing FPS games or live service games as long as you have you have enough points to unlock the battle pass so why not if you find yourself playing it right so you do find this value in playing and unlocking rewards from the seasonal battle pass which again I actually have to give kudos to Halo Infinite for making their battle passes not expire so you can jump in whenever you want and unlock whichever battle pass you want and work on that which is awesome I I really do like that but every other battle royale and every other live service game doesn't have a battle pass system like that so it does make you feel a little bit more urgent on having to unlock that and get all those seasonal rewards before they're gone forever Uh, or or upselled for for a ridiculous amount of money that you you know, could have saved on if you just unlocked in the battle pass. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys can tell that I'm very, uh, very tired of live service games and that free to play formula. I, especially after playing Baldur's Gate and Cyberpunk, where it's like you pay once and you enjoy this game, or even Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, where you just enjoy multiplayer, right? And it's just this chaos and it's there. It's polished. You don't need to keep up with anything. It's great. Maybe weapon metas, but you know, that's normal for an FPS. And it's like, 
why can't we have more of that? I'm, I'm so tired trying to keep up with everything. And it's, it's exhausting. It really is. But, you know, Call of Duties aren't going to stop getting churned out, which, I mean, you know, if you've seen, I just, I saw this weekend that uh, our IGN, Simon Carty, reviewed Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 single player campaign. And uh, spoiler alert, he gave it a four. And it's very, okay, so four, let me explain. So four is bad. It just means bad, right? So the review scoring is bad. And to give you some context, I reviewed Hyperscape, which I felt had really good bones, but it just could not pull off what a good battle royale and FPS game had to be. So I gave that a five, which I guess maybe it was being generous, but very interesting because, so, okay. In his review, Cardi mentions that it just feels hastily put together and fairly cookie cutter when it comes to actual variety of innovation, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Modern Warfare 2, I remember going to the preview event and the developers were so excited to show off all of the you know, water mechanics, the way that everything flowed, the way that the levels were really cool. And honestly, there were a lot of great new ideas and innovation in Modern Warfare 2 that you could see within each level. And even with like the raids and the live service content, you could see how much they were pushing it, which was great. But I can tell that with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, it feels like almost an afterthought. It's really interesting. When I was playing the beta, I was wondering how different it was from Modern Warfare 2. And after I played the beta, I went back to play Modern Warfare 2 and I realized, oh, it's not different. There is no difference. It's the same thing. So it's really, I think they should have held off on this or it should have been DLC like a lot of people have been saying. And it doesn't feel right to be coming out. Also, it, it's been so rushed. I mean, do you remember when this was announced? This was announced not that long ago. And now there's this rush to get it out. And I'm like, we don't need that. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is doing fine. It's great. And it's so interesting. And I don't know why they decided to do it this way. But yeah, let's see. Cardi's review also says, once again, this proves how much this campaign is caught between trying to look to the past for familiar thrills and failing when looking forward and creating new mission types. New exciting locations are a rarity and pieces of Verdansk are recycled to diminishing effect. So let's see, he goes into an, he goes further into an example. A prime example of the struggle is another stealth infiltration mission. There are too many of them, which encourages you to holster your gun completely in a rather dull exercise that mostly consists of strolling around another Verdansk landmark and suffering insta-fail death screens if you dare step it within six feet of a person. That sounds really frustrating. Um, and okay, so Modern Warfare 3 does take on no Russian, of course, but it's really weird that they are doing this again because I feel like the shock of that plot twist, it's not going to hit as hard as it did in the original. So I'm a bit disappointed that they did, did decide to redo this campaign and not really change it enough to make it make it really stand out and make it warrant a remake listen I 
I am a ghost girly as well. I simp for that man, but I don't think it was worth a reboot. But, you know, I guess money talks and Modern Warfare 2 and 1 sold really well, so I get it. But it seems like it just doesn't have a lot of meat to the game. So Cardi's verdict was Modern Warfare 3's campaign commits the biggest sin possible for globe-trotting action thriller. It's boring. What had the promise to be an intriguingly spun web of mystery instead ends up being a dusty cobweb you find at the back of your shed clinging onto 15-year-old garden toys you once had fun with. It's a pale imitation of the past made up of underbaked story moments that clash with attempts to introduce new open combat missions designed to encourage player freedom that instead falls flat on their face. Yes, the gunplay is still great and the graphics and sound design are top tier, but I couldn't help but feel I was playing a shinier, less subtle version of something I'd played too many times before. If this is the quality we've come to expect from Call of Duty campaigns, maybe it's for the best if a year or two is taken to reset and raise this low bar back to the heights of old. Which has been what I've been saying. I I understand their desire to push out Call of Duty games as often as possible. But honestly, I don't think we need a Call of Duty game every day year and listen i love that you can now transfer your skins over to the next game which is great but it's not enough for me to be like yeah i totally want another call of duty next year i i like the idea of having a call of duty release and players baking in that for like two to three years and then we get a new one and then it's time to start over with a new leaf i like it so I'm definitely, again, I think, I think again, I'm just very tired of these games where it's like you have to keep up constantly, live service, Call of Duty, whatever. It's just so much work trying to keep up with all of it. So I totally get it. All right. So really quick, shifting gears, because I know this is going to be a shorter episode and I'm sorry. I promise this week and this next weekend, I will have a guest on. It'll be your usual long episode. So you can start off your Monday right. But obviously, like I said, I've been very busy and it's been really hard. I tried to record an episode before I left, but the timing just was not going to work out. And I also was extremely busy with work again trying to make all of the embargoes for all of these dates for these games that were coming out and also the season updates so it's it's been tough but listen I will try to make time and this upcoming weekend should be good and we should be able to have a full-length episode again so the reason why this episode is being recorded off screen and off stream is because I just got a tattoo done which I have a vlog going up soon and it is the Ellie tattoo from The Last of Us Part Two, And I'm very happy about it. It looks really good. We went a little bit bigger than I expected. And I also really originally wanted it to cover up one of my older tattoos that I've kind of grown out of. But the way that it kind it, the, the way that it wraps around my tattoo right now, I really love it. I think it works so well with my arm and the other tattoos I have there and my video game arm is going to be built pretty well. I am running out of real estate space, but you know what? It is all gonna be video games on my left arm. So very happy about that. I think it looks really cool and I can't wait to show you guys when it looks, uh, what it looks like when it's healed because obviously right now it's kind of a mess. So I'm very excited to show that to you. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for joining me this lovely Monday morning. I hope you all have a lovely week and I will see you next weekend with a guest and a full length episode.
Have a great week. See you later.